everyone and welcome to this episode talking about thyroid and metabolism today. Um, this is such a huge subject, it's um, basically had a massive impact on so many aspects of mine and probably your health and your weight. Um, I first realised that my thyroid function wasn't great when Oh, I don't know how many years ago it was now, but I was basically on holiday with a friend. We'd eaten exactly the same on this holiday. We did exactly the same exercise. And on return from holiday, I had gained five pounds in weight and she'd lost four pounds. And we were both talking about it and, and we just couldn't understand it. She was really very shocked by that. And... Uh, I know I was in a very stressful job. I was commuting 12 hours um, a day up to London. Um, I was trying to get pregnant without success. I was having IVF treatment. Um, but I just started investigating my thyroid function. I had a thyroid test at the, the doctor and that came back as normal. Um, but I ticked so many of the low thyroid function symptoms um, so I thought that it was definitely worth investigating more fully and I eventually paid for a test where it diagnosed that I had adrenal fatigue and low T3 which is one of the thyroid um, hormones which most doctors particularly at that time didn't didn't test so I went to a private doctor, um, a doctor Durant Peatfield actually, um, funny enough it was in Malvern, I travelled all the way up from London to there, um, sadly he's he's retired now but um, at the time he, um, he suggested taking an adrenal support supplement um, and also a natural desiccated thyroid supplement called Armour. And within two months, I'd lost weight and I was pregnant. So I knew that there was something that hadn't been dealt with and I've just started feeling better. Um, when he retired, this doctor, I stopped taking it. And over time, I've, you know, I've taken loads of supplements to help and support my um my thyroid and and eaten in ways to do that and also tried to reduce my adrenal stress too. Um, but I've been reviewing my thyroid function recently because over the last few years I've had a stressful time, you know, the death of my father and obviously the pandemic has had an influence on that. And so I'm just going to do another test, actually. I've, I've just sent off for it now. And I'll send you details of that um, because it might be something that you think is um, appropriate to you. And I'll, I'll mention a number of the symptoms uh, for low thyroid function. Um, but also it might be that you want to do... A temperature test because that's the thing I did first which indicated that maybe my thyroid was struggling a little bit at the moment so the temperature test early in the morning on on awakening is a really good way to see whether um, poor thyroid function is is something that you need to consider um, 
some of the symptoms are increased sensitivity to cold. I was always had cold hands and feet and still do, unfortunately. Constipation, digestion tends to be quite slow and sluggish. We can have dry skin, maybe a puffy face, hoarseness in, in our throat, muscle weakness. Um, we can have elevated cholesterol, low libido, infertility, um, pain, stiffness and swelling and heavy or irregular periods, thinning hair, um, particularly which is interesting, the, the loss of the outer third of the eyebrows is a really good indicator of poor thyroid function. So if you have any of these, then it could be showing that your thyroid is not functioning optimally. And that's what we want. You know, it may be that it's not significant enough for medication or supplementation, but we want it to be working at its optimum level, don't we? So that we can actually improve our metabolism and uh, feel better, feel more energetic. Um, because the thyroid hormone sets the speed at which our cells operate. And uh, when it's low, the cells may only operate at, say, 60% efficiency. Um, so things like our stomach acid then is reduced and that breaks down our food for valuable nutrients and energy too. Um, so that can have an influence, can't it, on how we're feeling and whether we're, we're, we've got these nutrients from all the good foods that we may be eating actually in our body. 90% of our thyroid hormone is produced in the form of what we call T4 and 10% as T3, which I mentioned earlier, which is the one that um, I was uh, low in. And um, T3 is the important active form that's used by our cells. And it's this conversion that happens in our liver, our intestines and our muscles, but also in our brain and our kidneys. So they have to be working well too for this, uh, this conversion to happen easily. Um, but lots of people and doctors too don't mention anything about iodine and the, the problem is if we don't have enough iodine then what happens is it, it prevents t3 attaching to cell receptors in our body it basically blocks it and this then is called what we, we call reverse t3 and that results in a reduced metabolic activity affecting our energy levels so again my doctor would never test t3 or reverse t3 at the time and i haven't i've struggled actually to get my local doctor to do that too which is why i'm i'm just going to pay for um, my own test for that to be done so mood Mood is a big indicator on our thyroid function and it's very common in people with hypo hypothyroidism that they um, haven't got very good mood and so what I wanted to do is talk a little bit about that. So 
because my mood can go up and down um, very, very quickly. And it can really mean that perhaps things aren't working well in my thyroid function. And sometimes what I find is that people, when they go to the doctor saying that their mood is low, they just get diagnosed with depression and given antidepressants whereas perhaps we should be looking at thyroid first rather than depression um but i suppose the most common symptom really is weight gain or higher weight than we would like and that's probably the most common symptom of hypo or low thyroid function if you've got stubborn body fat or maybe um, easy weight gain or um, or just obesity or being overweight, the chances are then our thyroid production is not at its optimum level. And I'd probably encourage you to get a test done. And as I mentioned, normally local doctors will only test something called TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone. But I would want you to get tested um, the reverse and the free T4 and T3. Um, so that's what I would suggest you ask your doctor for if you're going for a blood test. Um, because even if you've got normal free T, uh, T3, then it may be that um, you you still have iodine resistance. So it could still be not at running at its optimum level. So it's definitely something that you need to look at um, because it's crucial um, iodine for our thyroid production and for thyroid hormones. Um, and the trick really is that we can get something called iodine resistance. And um, you can't just simply take a supplement or even consuming more iodine-rich foods can't really over overcome that. You have to remove toxins blocking the uptake of iodine. And we'll, we'll focus a little bit more on that um, as we go through today. So, because without this adequate levels of iodine, um, our thyroid then cannot adequately produce these hormones. Um, we can have T4 um, in abundance and the challenge is that it's not actually converting into the metabolically, um, meta metabolically active T3 um, for our tissues and our cells. Um, and because T3 is our most powerful weight loss hormone um, and that's the free T3 is the most powerful weight loss hormone. If that's low then you can see how weight loss can be um, a real struggle for a lot of us and can really inhibit um, any weight loss efforts that we have. So um, we'll, we'll be looking at that and, and seeing how we can actually improve um, the absorption and um, these the free T3 um, conversion so that um, we can feel at our best. And um, as I mentioned, you know, 
some of the tests that doctors do really don't give us the full picture. Um, so it's important that we, we look at the whole picture instead of just um, the levels of TSH. So that gives you a little bit of a feedback why I'm so passionate about this subject. Um, but I also mentioned at a time when I was struggling with um, with particularly my weight and my energy levels um, all those years ago and how I would only look at a piece of cake and put on some weight. Um, but if you're very stressed, then your adrenals, which they're designed for short term fl flight and fight, and not long-term energy sustaining activities, they basically start to shut down our body. And things like reproduction, which was one of the issues that I was having all those years ago, that's one of the systems that basically is shut down first. Um, because, you know, the body is perceiving that we're under threat so why would it want us to to make babies at that time it's really not going to be the last thing that it feels we are, we need for our survival so when our adrenal glands then are on this red alert down goes things like libido um, and it also affects things like our metabolic rate because it's trying to put us into um, a state where we conserve basically everything that we do. So our, our metabolic rate will be reduced. So that affects then our energy levels and our stamina. And that's why a lot of people in really, really stressful jobs have unexplained fatigue and tiredness Um and and also, um, you know, sexual function. So libido and things would definitely be affected. Our digestion, as I mentioned, slows down. So that means that we're not getting the benefits from our food and we then end up with nutrient deficiencies. And that's really common with anyone with low thyroid function, particularly for zinc and calcium and vitamin A, D and B12. And um, this is because of that change to our digestion and low stomach acid. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why I mentioned things like lemon water or apple cider vinegar added to water before meals. That boosts our stomach acid so that we can then get the benefits from at least the foods that we're eating. I would say that Research shows that 95% of those with thyroid issues um, have suboptimum vitamin D. So it's perhaps something that you need to consider as a supplement, um, particularly if we're not getting out in the sunshine and getting that sun on our skin or if we wear um, lots of sun creams which stop that and block that from getting through. So the best way then to kickstart our thyroid function is an eight day eating program, which particularly lowers our carbohydrates and calories for three days and then raises both for, four, for the fourth day. And then we do the same cycle again and that goes over an eight day period. So therefore on days one to three, 
you can either do a sort of calorie counting exercise or roughly, um, which is the way I work, I tend to do a guessing type exercise. Um, I've been dieting for long enough now that um, I know what to do. But if you want to, you can measure foods and you can really do a calorie counting exercise for three days. So and I'll be giving you lots of ideas of, of how to, you can keep to a lower level for three days. Um, so these four day, this sort of four day cycle means that you have three days then when you are on basically burning calories, you're burning fat. And then one day is a, almost like a feed day where it sort of boosts your metabolism. So you can eat more of what you would really like and you're not watching calories at all on those days. Um we're aiming basically to have almost like a thyroid nutrient cycle where we starve our fat cells whilst feeding our thyroid and then that stops the hormonal shutdown that occurs when you go on a sort of low calorie, low carb diet for too long because it's only a literally a three day period which then the body is quite used to that and it doesn't go into starvation mode. So this is the formula and I'll be letting you have this obviously that you can calculate this for you. But you're basically looking at um, how many calories you need in that three day period. So how you do that is you multiply your body weight in pounds by 10 and then you multiply your waistline in inches by 10 too. And then you subtract one from the other and you, you, you basically round up. So let's say, for example, there's someone 12 and a half stone, that's 175 pounds times that by 10 so that's 1750 assume waistline say is 34 inches so that's 34 times 10 340 take one away from the other so that comes out as 1410 basically round that up to 1500 and that is the target then for the next three days is 1500 calories now, I know you're saying, what, 500 calories a day? Yes, it is. I know it's challenging, but I promise you it is doable for a short period of time. If any of you have done some intermittent fasting or that type of thing, you know that is achievable. Um, so why the waistline measurement then? It's simply the larger your waistline, the lower the calories need to be, okay? And then what we have to do is look at how many carbohydrates you eat during the, that period of time because we want to keep that low during those three days. So to calculate that, what we want is for you to eat as many carbohydrates in grams as the inches tall that you are. So let's say someone is five foot five inches, so that's 65 inches, then you're basically allowed 65 grams of carbohydrates per day. And the connection is that the taller people are, the better they are at managing carbohydrates. The shorter you are, generally, the less well you do with lots of carbohydrates. So 
I'm trying to keep this as simple as possible. I'm not really that bothered about where these carbohydrates come from. You know, I will be giving you a few ideas of things to avoid later on. But basically, I want you to strive for fresh fruits and non-cruciferous vegetables. And I'll be giving you lists of what those are. Um, so we're going for minimal starch at, to, to give you the, the best boost during this very short window of eight days. Um, and then you just have good quality protein and fats. But you avoid things like soy um, and our, you know, soy is one of the things that can really affect the um, the thyroid. Um, but have things like chicken or beef, eggs, turkey, tuna, salmon, cod. Any good quality protein is fine. Um, go as, as, um, as far as possible, go as sort of hormone free and non-processed sources of protein. So that's your aim. Um, if you get really, really starving, then a teaspoon of a nut butter, like an almond butter, is is something that can keep you going. But I will be suggesting some very good hot soups because hot foods that keep you feeling good for longer too and, and feel very satisfying. Um, but there, there are real biological benefits of lowing carbohydrates and calories just for a very short period of time. Um, and then on that fourth day to eat your favourite foods um, and then your fat burning really skyrockets at that time. It doesn't, it's not cheating, I promise you, but you're actually doing exactly what your body needs. So um, it's a real boost to the metabolism. And um, then on the day four, I basically suggest normally don't go mad and have, you know, masses of everything for the three meals i find it's much better to go then from um from that low calorie base to on the fourth day having maybe a brunch and an evening meal so leaving it to two meals on that day but really planning so that you can have some things that you you really really like whatever that would be and we can um but we're, we're still trying to avoid a few foods which i'll be mentioning later on you know, have fun planning what you want on that day four. Make it super enjoyable and filling foods, particularly your dinner. And then you repeat this cycle once more so that you basically do eight days. It's not a lot to ask. I probably feel that, you know, that's achievable by everyone. Even if you just did the four days, that would be an amazing achievement. But I think you'll find this easier than perhaps you think. And, um, and I'm going to be doing it with you this week. So really, you know, go for it. Really, really enjoy it. It really sets your body up to burn fat during the day and then prevents you then from um, reducing or having low energy in the afternoon. So just make sure that you've got some really good lean protein with your evening meal. Um, and you, then you get the benefits of this low calorie, 
short-term diet without your hormonal shutdown or loss of muscle mass, which lots of other low-calorie type diets do that. They basically kick you into famine mode. Um, But we're not, we're sort of tricking the mind into believing that all is well because you get all the benefits of that lower calories and carbohydrates for three days. But then on day four, it really skyrockets and the fat burning hormone leptin then reboots your thyroid gland and gives you that break that you really need to break away from the pattern that perhaps you're in at the moment and that makes it really easy to stay on track because it's so short term um i would vary um what you're eating the the types of foods and macro uh, nutrients that you're having so that you keep that sort of balance that homeostasis and you keep burning fat then 24 7 which is amazing isn't it and it makes you feel great so i'm not wonderful at counting calories it reminds me too much of other dieting things that i've done in the past so i i don't really like to count calories on days one to three but what i would suggest is that you just use a hand to guide you in the right direction so you're allowed then two hand sized portions of carbohydrates for the day um and then um three palm sized portions of protein and then keep fats um to those that you'd recommend like avocados and olive oil and things like that um and also those found in your protein foods and that's it so keep it really really simple and don't don't go don't go worry too much that you're going way over the calories um i'll be giving you ideas of of um a meal plan for say 600 calories a day just to give you a guide um but i wouldn't get too hung up on whether you're eating too much or whatever you you know roughly what you eat now so you can roughly work out what you would need to eat to keep you going through the day and that's all there is to it so it's quite simple so use your hands um two hand-sized portion of carbohydrates today a day and three palm-sized portions of protein and that makes it really really simple now i'm going to ask you to avoid alcohol for those eight days um because alcohol basically shuts down fat burning um it's not your best friend it's it's definitely a thyroid toxin so it's definitely worth um avoiding for those days um and you know we want to keep our thyroid at its optimal level so you know these strategies are there to reboot and revive it as much as possible and to help you lose as much weight as possible so here are your metabolism boosting action plan suggestions then from me so and i'm taking this into account regardless of whether you're on medication already for it um or whether you're not or whether you think you've got poor thyroid function or whether you haven't because i think this benefits absolutely everyone anyway and a lot of us don't know whether we've got this issue with reverse t3 or our 
or T4 converting to T3. There's lots of unknowns. So I'm not suggesting you have to get this tested. What I'm suggesting is why not just boost your thyroid function and your metabolism anyway. And that's going to help your weight loss. And that's the reason you're listening to me. And that's the reason why you're here having my support. So I want you to think about reducing your carbohydrates during those one to three days. Um, and particularly reducing it at night, carbohydrates at night, um, because that then boosts what we call our natural growth hormones. And that helps us then to lose more weight. Some people I know um, supplement them to boost their natural growth hormones with um, an amino acid called arginine. And, you know, that's something perhaps you might want to look at. But I think just reducing carbohydrates is going to be the main benefit. Um, increasing selenium. Um, you can do that so simply. And what I like to do is just to have one or two Brazil nuts a day and that will do it. And having foods which I like anyway, and I hope you do too, like wild salmon, turkey, um, cod, egg yolks, those sort of things are really good for um, increasing selenium in our diet. I mentioned iodine. Um, we want to make sure that you're having enough of those good foods anyway. So that's things like fish and seaweed. And you can use iodized salt as well. And you can get that from any supermarket. So that's a good thing to add to um, your your daily intake. Just having a little, um, maybe even just added to your water is a good idea. And um, uh, there was one thing I wanted to mention about that. But anyway, I'll come back to me later. If um, if, if not, I'll let you know. Um, danger foods then are excessive saturated fat. Um, our body needs fat to burn fat. But the key is a balance and rotation for a healthy thyroid. So stick with the good fats, the olives, olive oil, avocados, those sort of things. I mentioned them already, cruciferous vegetables. So that's cauliflower, cabbage, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, those sort of things. They have lots of nutrients in them, but they can affect our thyroid function. So just don't eat them every day. And if you do, make sure they're cooked because that's much better for you. Soy, I've also mentioned. I would only have once a week, but during this eight days, I would avoid... Um, or keep it as low as possible, but preferably avoid. This has an enzyme in it, like cruciferous vegetables, that interferes with our uptake of iodine. And it also contains phytoestrogens, which mimic and increase estrogen, and that can make weight loss um, much more difficult too. Um, going gluten-free during these eight days as a minimum can really increase our T3 levels or eliminate 95% of them. Um, but you could have preferably on day four or day eight if you really wanted to have that. So that gives you that flexibility. Alcohol, I've mentioned, that really affects our, um, our thyroid. So ideally going 30 days without it um, or at that stage, just maybe sticking to uh, a glass of red wine after you've done your eight day um, cycle. 
coffee. Coffee can bl um, block the intake of the thyroid medication if you're on thyroid medication. Um, so don't take it with any medication that you're taking. Um, leave at least an hour um, before or after having um, had any caffeine, particularly coffee. Um, and I think during these eight days, it'd be a good time to take that out, um, any caffeine out for those eight days, just to give your liver a little bit of a rest. I would limit dairy and potatoes too, and only have those again on day four or day eight. Um, I mentioned um, toxins, so what we want to do is to avoid anything that's going to affect us by what we call xenoestrogens, so particularly plastics, um, particularly if you're heating anything in plastic in a microwave, put it into something that's uh, not plastic that's going to heat um, more safely for you um, and don't drink water if it's been in a, a plastic bottle, um, ideally get something that um, you can filter um, so it's filtered water straight into a glass would be better or something that doesn't actually um, produce any of those um, horrible, horrible um, plastic um, xenoestrogens which affect our thyroid function. You can choose things like green tea that really reduces toxicity in our body. And I like milk thistle as a supplement. It's great to clear the body of toxins and then um, regenerates our liver function too. So that's worth doing. Um, increasing magnesium um, because many of uh, those with poor thyroid function are low in magnesium and there's a real lack of magnesium now in our soils. So um, leafy green vegetables, nut seeds are great, um, but you might also want to supplement. I find it really improves my digestion if I have um, magnesium. And it's good if you're choosing a supplement to choose one of those that ends in ATE, um, things like citrate, um, because that tends to be one of the uh, best absorbed if it uh, ends in eight. Um, and then vitamin D, that can be produced, as I mentioned, from sunlight on the skin. But many of us are really deficient from a lack of exposure, sun cream use, that sort of thing. So although good food sources are sardines and wild salmon, mackerel and eggs, um, you might want to consider a supplement and you can have a test. They're not too expensive, just a check. Um, but if you need to supplement, you can supplement with D3 or D, vitamin D. Um, doing this eight day metabolism reset, um, you know, you may find the first three days a little bit challenging. So just choose a good time for you to do that if you want. Um, but three days is an important time span. It clears your liver of the glycogen blood sugar stores and it really activates fat burning and metabolism surge. So it's a really good period to do that. Um, and finally, you know, practice relaxing. You know, take a few minutes each day to close your eyes, breathe deeply, shed your stress and clear your mind. Just think positively first thing in the morning and last thing at night and remind yourself of your your aims for good health, weight release, energy levels increasing. 
continuing progress and positivity for the future. You know, this will really help you to reset your adrenals and reset your weight, which is what we want, isn't it? It stops our hormones from being stuck in survival mode and it fixes the fat burn switch to on, which we want so that we start producing more energy and less visceral fat storage, which is key for our overall health. So I hope that was of use to you and interesting. I hope you join me on doing this eight day boost your thyroid and metabolism program. I'm here if you need any support or help. Thank you so much for listening. Take care until the next time. Bye.